Welcome to Revive Minutes Podcast. As we enter the holidays, as we have been throughout this month, um, we know that how we perceive the holidays can be different. It could be a time of joy, remembrance, families coming together. But for some, it could be the hardest time for those who are no longer here, for those placemats that are set for a person that cannot come. Today, I'll be wrapping up this month's theme on building a home. Disclaimer, if you are in crisis, please seek appropriate professional help immediately. The crisis hotline in the United States is 988. Um, But wherever you are around the world, I do encourage you to find what resources work for you. I always say this, since I'm just me today, um, I'm just going to go right into some of the quotes that I've shared with and asked other guests this month to reflect on. Um, That was from George Moore. It says, a man travels the world over in search of what he needs and returns home to find it. Sometimes, especially um, when we're in the thick of things, we can miss or lose sight of what's right in front of us. I'm very grateful for the family, my wife, friends, everyone that's around me. Um, It's easy to get caught up on the negative, but sometimes... We travel so far to find something that's already close to home. James Baldwin says it this way, Perhaps home is not a place, but simply an irrevocable condition. Yeah, I feel in some senses it's more of the feel. Like obviously we're using the English language between a home and a house, but there is something deeper when we think about the ideal of a home. Revival is not does not proselyze, but some of the you know some of the stories in the Bible from my own um, experience I find sheds a little light on this. Um, for me, uh, I think of the story of Jacob and Esau. I know I've mentioned this with other guests, but One thing that I just want to note is not just that he went to, um, he fled from from his brother, and the first stop was Bethel, house of God, and and there was no structure, but at that time, he was home. He was fleeing, but he was home. Um, Later down the story, um, Esau forgives him and embraces his brother. I'm sure a lot of families out there would love this kind of reconciliation to happen. Sometimes the notion of Thanksgiving as the as the states celebrate is this hope that some broken families can come together. Again, I I think about this, and I also think about 
how we see a home and how 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 it measures um, to how we relate through this time of year. The only reason I made this this focus building a home was because I'm you know in my field and also just in my experience home is vital for healing like um, one of the things I've experienced especially is that when you have a healthy home you know accountability becomes less scary it's a place we can grow and we're all have so many unfinished things in our lives and maybe projects objectives goals that we want but with with a home it provides you a safe base to, to contemplate to reflect to plan one of the questions I asked some some of my guests this month was what component helps in building a healthy home and what components do not well for me what I've found is that avoidance avoidance doesn't help build a home another thing that doesn't build help build a home is bitterness or silence um, unfortunately you know with technology and fortunately we are more connected but we're less connected it's I guess back when cell phones wasn't around it was more forgiving if someone doesn't call you for several years or um, or just because you know you had to be home to call and maybe you guys just didn't meet up or but nowadays there really is no excuse someone can call or text from anywhere around the world and I feel at the same time it can make us realize how alone we are sometimes or at least how it feels we're more connected yes yet less connected I feel connections has to be at the foundation of building a home how we connect how we communicate really at least from my experience is asking those hard questions what is the priority I know I mentioned in the family union or even the church environment what is the priority is it to look good what is our function you know one thing I, I learned about a home versus a house is, is you know with a home you want to be home <laughs> there's no place like home so you know in the church model uh, there isn't supposed to be walls in that home. And it's supposed to be a place where people can congregate and share. And in the context of faith-based, 
their love for Christ and Christianity or what have you. It's supposed to be a safe place where you could build as a community. You know, you got strengths and you have weaknesses, but you come together as a family. But, you know, in this question, what component helps in building a healthy home? With the word healthy, communication. Things continue to change, and it's kind of, um, how do you say, um, unrealistic to feel that you'll have it figured out, or this model or method will always work. The fact of the matter is, um, you may need to keep building your home, and your home may not be always finished and I'm not just talking about building walls I'm, I'm talking about the less tangible motions of what a home is you know thinking of the idea of building a home there can be many different types of homes like I mentioned some are more tangible than others first you may have your immediate family extended family then community or a group, maybe you go kayaking or faith-based family and maybe a maybe a space where there also is room for something less tangible you know, like we, like I said before and I think this quote is you know, still I'm still trying to understand it but I find it intriguing, perhaps home is not a place but simply an irrevocable condition I've said many times you could be miserable and you could go on the most lavish vacation and be miserable there too. So, um, there's many different types, like I said. Now, one question I asked my, my guests this week, all this month really is, which home environment has played the strongest role to you today? And what have you learned from it? Well, I would say it's my immediate family and extended family. And what I've learned is no one, it's never simple. Communication is hard. Avoidance doesn't solve anything. Then pain will follow. You know, on the faith base of things, I've personally learned some lessons, and I've kind of alluded to them. But one lesson I learned is that you can't just maintain. I'm not saying a house needs to be maintained, of course. It's practical. It needs, um, needs maintenance. But it shouldn't be the only priority. The idea of a home is that it's always unfinished at least from the idea of the faith-based side of things the idea is maintaining a home is not enough um, but it is an important part of it but the idea of all this to even bring up the faith-based because I know all my listeners are faith-based is the idea that fear the fear of just keeping things as they are can erode the most pristine homes. 
So the faith base was just an illustration. So if it's always been the best before and there's no question, it just has to be this or that way, sometimes that fear of losing that can even erode the most pristine, as I say, pristine homes. Um, Voltaire, um, using some quotes I added today um, in this episode, uh, Voltaire says it this way, tears are the silent language of grief. One thing about grief, especially those who've lost somewhere around this time or just maybe a loss of relationship, whatever the loss may be, Silence and continued silence is what sometimes causes the most pain from my experience. C.S. Lewis says it this way, No one ever told me that grief felt so much like fear. It's, you know, the existential question I mentioned before. I didn't bring it in this episode but um the whole second law of thermodynamics which with all these science words basically says that everything breaks down to the simplest basically we're all subjected to the laws of entropy so seeing someone who passed away for me i i i Feel the fear of my own mortality, I guess. And, uh, you know, besides that, you know, grief also has that fear of connecting and it comes in many different forms. It's, it's usually not as linear. Um, there's a Jewish proverb. I find that funny. I found this. It says, what soap is for the body, tears are for the soul. I find that interesting that it correlates that that there's something soothing you know about being able to express yourself and sometimes sadness comes in tears but with all this bleak conversation about loss and it is one of the conversations that a lot of times happen during this time of year we just went through and we're still not quite sure but we went through COVID a lot of people have lost someone or know someone who has lost someone from COVID and um, so you have an extra placement Thanksgiving's coming around and things are so busy you're so busy yourself can be hard to, you know, allow yourself to go through those emotions of loss. But it is a process. And Marcus Tullesario uh, said, "The life of the dead is placed in the memory of the living." You know, a lot of times you hear, especially in in. Um, funerals um, the celebration of so-and-so celebration of the life of so-and-so memories 
sometimes in families, you know, especially later as you grow and you may see that things are a little bit harder, things are a little bit messier. Sometimes our memories is all we have of those who are not here. Um, I think Helen Keller says it this way, and let me just preface this by grief takes time. If you are needing help or you are in crisis, I do find I do encourage you to find what resources. But if you do feel like if you feel like that um, it's too much to bear, and you and you're in the United States and you're you're afraid of harming yourself, I do encourage you to call nine eight eight National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Having these thoughts doesn't make you a bad person. What it does make you is someone that needs help. So I do encourage you to find the help that may be there, may be accessible. Tell someone, call someone, call your friend, call your family member. Find someone, because you know at the end of the day. We're all trying to make sense. We're all moving forward. We're all trying to process. We're all trying to build that home. There's never a moment, I would say, and I, I, that we have or will figure this all out.、Um, whether you're faith-based or not, home is something that is, is hard because it changes. People grow up. People leave us. But. Remembering that you have resources out there, you have people reminding yourself that, and it doesn't have to be your immediate family. It could be someone that a friend, but find the help that you need. Going back to Marcus Cesario, the life of of the dead is placed in the memory of the living. But Helen Keller, you know, Helen Keller always kind of. Amazes me with some of her insight. Without much sight, that me and you take for, for granted, the best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart. So, I encourage you as you build a home, as you try to sit, sort through whatever you're going through. Don't minimize. Take time. To process things, if you've lost someone, process that. If you need help, get the help. Don't think about what other things, or it's going to be inconvenient, or get the help now.、Um, also, take time to process what's important. Prioritize. What is important to you, and take those little steps towards that goal. Building a home, I feel, at least from my experience, and also just experience in general, is both tangible and intangible. So you could have people around you physically, proximity, in proximity, but you could feel alone. You can feel lonely.
um, have those conversations, communicate, find ways to communicate, and don't, please don't avoid. My final thoughts to all this is building a home takes work. It doesn't just take work to buy it. You know, obviously finding a place monetarily, you know, that takes work to build up funds. But the home after you get the place, wherever home may be, takes work to maintain and to build it. What's important to you? And as we enter these holiday seasons, be mindful of those around you. Be kind to one another. Because at the end of the day, your correctness won't bring them back. And also, remember that you can't build a home alone. So I encourage you to reach out. Find those people that you trust. And try to build on it. There's no step one, step two, step three. Part of what I say may be useful and maybe not. Because everyone's culture, everyone's situation is different. But I do encourage you to try. I do encourage you to find, find that hope. Uh, And also, don't avoid. Communicate. Do the best you can. And list what's important to you. Not what is important for everyone else, but what's important to you in regards to a home. I just want to share with all those listening, remember to stay updated with all things Revive Ministry through those various platforms, ReviveMinistryFL.com. I do believe um, there is also um, the YouTube channel. and the, We have Facebook updates. And obviously the website will be the best place to kind of get connected to all those other platforms. But this is goodbye from Revive Mission Podcast. Leaving with this last quote. It's Irish proverb. says the longest road out is the shortest road home.